0: episode 162 of Flights Football and Anything Else.
1: I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? i yeah, still, you know what, even on my worst days, I, I suppose I'm still better than most, not as good as some. How are you? Quite well, thank you. <laughs> you hesitated, um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, actually, what the listeners will find out later, I mean, I had a rant in the queue, ready to go, which would made the Red Sox rant... Seemed like a Girl Scout selling Girl Scout cookie pitch, but because things transpired the way they did today, I mean, it wouldn't make any sense to go on that rant. So, right? Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing quite well actually. So, no complaints good. on this end. Good, 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 good. As I take a drink of my, I had to cheat on it Dave. I wanted a little something different to prepod with, and I went with uh, Michael. I know I, I had to. I, I can't be faithful forever, Dave. I went with a little fat orange cat. Keep your claws sharp. It's an IPA.
1: Nice. How is it?
0: Uh, delicious. Fat orange yeah. cat. It
1: oh yeah, comes it very comes
0: heavy to the table. It's very good selection.
1: Have we ever had a fat orange cat where we're like, oh, that's, that's shit. You I can't like give that. her a name though. So uh,
0: <laughs> wow. anyway, so anyway, thank you for doing that because it triggers my mind. So Liz and I go to four o'clock mass, the, the Jags and Chiefs start at four 30, but I'm going to forego the first quarter. So Liz and I can go to church and first words out of father Rick's mouth after the intro song yeah. are come after me. So naturally, what do I say to Liz? <laughs>
1: come on Dave. What do, what do you say? Come after me. Uh, Come after me. What do you say? What do I say to Liz? Oh fuck! what man. time
0: oh fuck man after, how oh, often do
1: you say that i don't remember you ever saying that
0: 162 episodes you should know father rick oh, sister the <laughs> congregation come, come after me and i said to liz yeah. that's what she said
1: oh. i thought it was gonna be more specific to liz not the not the no, generic no, that's oh, fuck, what she yeah, said
0: uh, <laughs> yeah anyway that would have been epic had you fucking played along because we even have the soundboard rim shot but yeah i thought it was funny So it's like nice music. And he says, he gives his nominous babiscus shithead stuff. And then he says, come after me. (laughs) And I leaned the little. That's what she said.
1: (laughs) And then the old lady in the back of me. Now there wasn't anybody that
0: didn't give a fuck, but it it was (laughs) fucking apropos. And then, like, I'm thinking to myself, why am I even here? So (laughs) anyway, tonight we have a trio of donations from. Loyal listener, Josh Wendy. Thanks, Josh. He was in Chicago last week or the week before. Sent us both a picture of this beer store. I told Larry to look for it, even though I didn't tell Larry, who's in Chicago this weekend. I'm sorry, Grandpa Blackhawk to the listeners. I said, look for the store, but I couldn't even give him the name of the store. So it was kind of tough for him to look for it. But Josh sent us a picture, and it was like a 20-foot aisle with craft beer on both sides. And he said there was at least three aisles of that. And there's, and a, there's whiskey bourbons. It's a liquor beer store. Yeah. But the three aisles of craft beer almost makes you want to make the five hour trip to Chicago. So right. anyway, he purchased us. Um, and Josh, if I'm mistaken, that the donations you gave us tonight aren't from that store. Well, then a good thing I didn't give that store a plug because <laughs> you didn't get them there. But anyway, all three are from Josh. First one up for bid is Bad Elmer's Porter from Upland Brewing. 6% ABVs, 20 IBUs. I'm going out of the uh, At the Fishman 8, Flights, Football, Anything Else class.
1: Yep, I've got the Good Life uh, Brewing Company from Bend, Oregon.
0: All I want is a little of the good life. All I want is to have a good time.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna get uh, it. Uh, I mean, it, it was way
0: off key, but maybe that's the, why the melody was the melody was there. It sounded like shit. I'll give you that. But
1: uh, all right, all right. Without further ado, anyway,
0: cheers. cheers. That was a good one. Yep, coffee on the notes, as advertised. Great flavor. Very good flavor.
1: The chocolate and drinks, the coffee
0: really. And it drinks like jump. a 4.5%. Yeah, wow, for sure. And it's, it's six. Yeah. When this pod gets to millions of listeners, I mean, we're probably at like 300,000 right now, but when we get to millions of listeners and we start selling the pod notes. Do you think the spilled beer on the note page increases oh,
1: or decreases? The increases All right. makes it authentic. Yeah,
0: and actually, I actually should probably autograph it and say I would uh, first selection, and then autograph. It. There no, you go. Know that this stain is from bad
1: Elmer's Porter. I would. All right, so let's let's go up to speed. What you watch this week, Dave? All right, so on Peacock, Ticket to Paradise, did a date night movie with Shelley. Both enjoyed it. George Clooney, Julia Roberts, a divorced couple team up to travel to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same uh, mistake they think they made 25 years ago. So one of the reasons why I liked it is because a lot of the argument scenes between Clooney and Roberts are somebody did their research because they were spot on on what I know to be some of the classic kind of core arguments that that we have from time to time and that other couples say they have from time to time. So, I mean, that's kind of like, if you can identify it and like, Oh yeah, I know that one. And then, um, is this,
0: a, is this a regular, it's a movie, re- regular movie doesn't make any sense, but is this a regular movie that like that you could have seen on, in theaters or is this like a peacock original? That's a great question. Thank you. I don't that's remember. Yeah,
1: exact. Thank you. I, I don't remember it being in the theaters, but it could have been, I didn't pay that much attention and that certainly is it was a have... newer movie or is it? Oh, well, it's new to Peacock. I okay. know it's, it's just out on Peacock. So, uh, they did have, they did have one scene where everybody's drinking, getting drunk and I was just enamored with, I think everybody was actually pretty sloshed. I mean, they, even in some of the bloopers after the, the film was over during the credits, I, I mean, it looked genuine. I think, I think Clooney and they had something to drink. Right. They had to have. I mean, they just don't. It can... reminds
0: me of the show Drunk History because you can kind of tell. There,
1: I'm pretty sure the people that are,
0: you know, like they're talking about the Emancipation Proclamation, and they're putting it in their own words, and they're allegedly drinking while they do it, and some of the way they talk is like, I think they're really drinking while they're doing this,
1: <laughs> right? So, um, but you know, entertaining, good date movie, fun. You know, kept moving, comedy, that kind of stuff. And then um, the other one was, I i was flipping through, this one was on Prime, just again, flipping through, kind of wanted something action-adventure-ish, and I happened upon The Rundown. You remember that one? 2003. So this is when- I don't du- think
0: I've ever seen it, but I know what you're talking Dwayne
1: about. Dwayne Johnson has hair, yeah. right? Kind of the early days. Uh, also, Sean William Scott, otherwise known as Stifler. Yes. From American Pie. And um, Christopher Walkins. Need walk more in. cowbell. Walkin'. Walkin'. Well, I get the walk from his picture on all the haircut places. Walkins welcome. I think that's why I said that. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of neat. That's where the rim shot would have came in. Uh, <laughs> right on. And then uh, Rosario Dawson. <laughs> i don't know who that is rosario dawson uh okay so um she was in zombie land uh double tap she was in unstoppable in 2010 right, so I,
0: know, I know i've seen her because I've seen. oh absolutely Zombieland. you, you can't Zombieland.
1: every everybody has seen something she's done right. um but yeah so the rock is a skip tracer transporter he's muscle for a mobster guy trying to kind of clean his slate he, he never says what kind of trouble he had gotten in but He's just doing work to try to get out of this mobsters clutches, I guess, if you want to say travels to the Amazon to bring home the mobster's son, uh, but becomes involved in um, Christopher Walken's apostrophe S uh, search for some legendary treasure. So kind of gets caught action adventure, you know, a bunch of there's some cheesy salty scenes in there, but it was kind of good. Here's my question from watching that though. the, uh, um, oh, shit. Now, not the Unbreakables, not the Unstoppables. Uh, Stallone's, what the hell? Um, you know, where he's got all the action heroes in his movie. He's got two or three of them now. Son of a bitch. My brain is you know, going. It, I guess it is. I don't, the, I'm not a
0: Stallone fan, so I'm not really sure.
1: But this is something that, I mean, you would. Irreplaceables. Yeah, sure. That's, what the f- Oh my God. I just wondered why he's got there's every pretty much every action hero has been in in one, two, or three. I think there was three. Um, it's not the untouchables. Oh my god. I know there's a bunch of you right now. You're screaming into your, your radio or your phone or whatever the hell you're listening to this to. And I'm um, not one of them because I'm not familiar no. with that but anyway, uh, I wonder why I wonder why Dwayne is Dwayne too young, but like Jason Statham's in that one jet Jet lee is in that one the rock
0: has hair then no
1: no no i'm just saying like i mean that was um this movie that i'm talking about which i'm i can't believe i can't think of what it is uh was made way after 2003
0: oh well i mean the rock can only be in so many movies right
1: well i know but i mean like (laughs) everybody is in every like schwarzenegger uh mel gibson uh jet lee Dolph Lundgren, just you can just keep going down the list. Um, he he makes an effort.
0: I'm going to make you Google that at first intermission. I, I have Google no fucking, it right now. I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, but anyway, uh, so good movie. You know, I like Sean William Scott. He doesn't seem to be able to, you know, beyond Stifler and a couple other things. He hadn't kind of made his way into like stardom, stardom, but he's a pretty funny guy. How about you? What, what'd you catch up on?
0: Uh, a couple of things. Well, not a couple of few things. Uh, first things first, Liz and I started. We are three of the four into it. And then 1923 is already at their like, mid season hiatus. Right. And we've seen the first three.
1: So disappointing.
0: So, how can I say this without if, if you haven't listened to, if you haven't watched 1923 and haven't seen the first three episodes yet? Hit that 15 second ahead. And let's say three times, just so I don't spoil anything for you if you plan on watching it. So go ahead and hit it right now. If Harrison Ford survives that fucking attack in episode three, (laughs) I may fucking tap. I may tap out of this fucking series. I agree. And be done with it. Yep. So Liz and I have watched the first three of the four. We'll watch four, and then I think mid-February, the second half of the season comes out, which will be just before actual Yellowstone. And my commitment to the listeners, and I know the listeners don't give two frogs fat asses about it, but I do. My commitment to the listeners is I want, between now and episode 163, I've got to pressure myself into going into how are the characters of 1883, 1923 – and Yellowstone, all related, because it is—it's my OCD at work. I, I'm fully aware of that, right? But like, I'm watching 1923, and I'm like, okay, is Harrison Ford, Kevin Costner's dad? Well, obviously, it's not his dad because there's a hundred-year difference in the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said, so is Harrison Ford's character? Okay, so you brought up the lineage, so I'm not going to cover that yeah, right now. because right, I, right, right. I will. But it's pull it's out that, there. I'll, I'll pull that out. Because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, obviously Harrison Ford's character isn't Kevin Costner's dad because they're 1923 and Yellowstone is 100 years yeah. apart, so it's not his dad. It's his great it, uncle. So his great uncle. And you would think they the series would be fucking more intertwined. Shouldn't that be like his dad? Anyway, yeah. but so, so far so good other than that one thing that I had the listeners fast forward the old 15 second skip two or three times. Second thing I watched is just watch it this morning. Excellent watch over a nice snowy, cold morning on a day off. And my go-to. Um, as long as they don't bend me over the table and shove it straight up the chute, you know, no lubes, you know, sandpaper Same. finish, no, no lube sandpaper finish. Been so long since I listened to the boys at Spit and Chicklets. I don't even know how, what the order is. We're re-upping for Apple, Apple TV after the three months. I mean, everything I've clicked on, I've enjoyed. And uh, the, just this morning, uh, hour and 21-minute documentary, Twas the Fight Before Christmas. It's about a guy in Idaho who did this whole big Christmas spectacular Bunch of legal ramifications here, there, and everywhere, and it, you, you wonder: it's like, all right, well, who's right, who's wrong, and it—he's still in the neighborhood. I, it's got to be awkward, but he—he appe- he won the original decision. It was overturned. He's appealing, and as of the shoot, which was 2022, it's still on the table for this, that, or the other thing. And it's weird because you you think to yourself, well, how do you how could you live in a neighborhood like that? Cause and the wife's kind of visu- visibly shaken and it's like, I can't believe we're doing this. Like cause everybody hates him because it's that house against them, all based on he wanted to have people come over to his house and see his house with Christmas lights. It's actually a, a good watch. But then I'm starting to think to myself, it's like, well, and Liz is going to correct me on this if I'm wrong, but we've been in this the North Studio for, I think Justin was four. He's 26 now. So we've been here 22 years. And I'm just going to take Ellie Street of the North Studio. I'm just going to take that street. I bet you I'd be lying to you on the high end if I told you I could pick out in 22 years I could identify 50% of the people on this street in a police lineup.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. So
0: I guess it's not that big a deal that the guy's not friends with the neighbors because I don't know, know any of my fucking neighbors. <laughs> right. You know, other than the ones like, right, you know. Right, right. So, but that's a good watch. And the the second watch, and I, I, I got a question for you, and I want listeners to post on our Facebook, text me directly, you know, call our 800 number we don't have one yet but just make home, up, home make pigeon. up. <laughs> yeah yeah. get a hold because i'm there's something i missed in it but it was an eight episode 50 minutes an episode i'm going to give out some spoilers here but it was something that happened 17 years ago so if you're not aware of it by now fuck you it's a documentary slash mini series it's called five days at memorial and it's about a hospital in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina, which, believe it or not, it's amazing that Hurricane Katrina has already been 17 fucking years ago. Right. I mean, I remember the roof of the, the Silverdome, the roof of the Superdome getting peeled off. Right. It seemed like that was months ago. And technically, yes, listeners, I know you could say 17 times 12 is... 194, 194 months ago, but come on, you know what I mean? So, and it's, I want a listener out there because it's gotta be, it's not a good enough watch for me to watch again, but I don't know what I missed. And the the, the basis of the eight episodes is 45 patients at Memorial Hospital in New Orleans, Louisiana, after Hurricane Katrina, not because of the hurricane itself, because everything, the, the city basically withstood the hurricane. It was when the levees broke that all hell broke loose. Right. And the the hospital was no exception. And you're watching this series and every you know, people are coming in you have till 5 p.m. to evacuate this hospital and then you're done where you're no more out, rescued, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. So then what's, some of the doctors decided was the patients that were like hey john doe he's he's pretty fucked up he ain't making it so just gave him a shot of right this that and the other thing <clears throat> drifted off in the knot. And, and so then afterwards you know once all the water receded is it receded receded thank you all the water receded And then they went into the hospital and they came upon the 45 dead bodies. It's like, well, how in the fuck are there 45 dead people here? And the doctor, she was brought on trial and she's still practicing today and nothing ever, you know, she was acquitted on all charges. But this is like the testimony against her was like, no, the U.S. Coast Guard flies at night. They were doing rescue missions 24-7. And I'm, I said to Liz, I'm like, well, what, what did I miss? That's not what they showed on the TV. They showed like marshals or whoever was in charge coming in and say, you have till five o'clock to get out of this building and then we're going to be done. But I, my question to you is like, when do you make that decision to, all right, well, I'm just going to, you because know, you can't just leave an old person there unattended in the hospital to die. But at the same token, it's not the walking dead. It's, right. it's a fun. Right. I mean, eventually, yeah. that way, as bad <laughs> as it was in New Orleans, eventually the water's going to
1: recede recede yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah. So you would think somebody would stay with it. So you know, and obviously, I get it. They made it for so there was some things. I'm sure there was some dramatization, but the fact is, there was 45 people, 45 dead bodies found after everything had cleared up and everything. So I was just, but it's a very good watch.
1: Yeah. I don't know when that point is. And
0: not only that, what sold me on it to keep watching it is early on in episode two, the doctor that was eventually charged and acquitted with these charges was with her husband. I think it was husband or fiance or whoever the guy was. And they were laying in bed, a little makeout session, unfortunately no nudity because she was a, Kind of a sexy older lady. But be that as it may, song on the radio played. That's our song. And she what do you mean our song? Well, that's the song that was on when we first roller skated or whatever the situation was. You know what that song was? What was it? It was uh, Last Week's Stump Dave. I Want to Know What Love Is by oh. Foreigner. <laughs> and I, th- I thought, because my- I started watching this on Monday. We recorded on Sunday. I stumped you with I want to know what love, with and there and it love is. Love is. And then early on in episode 2, I want to know what love is by Foreigner was on. I said this is this is karma in a oh, nutshell.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: So, yep. And so that was the three things I watched, but I, I'd like somebody to watch it and see what I missed because they yeah. sh- I think that's the I think that's the point of the docu series is all right, this is the way in this hectic, you know, th- chaotic, tragic life or death situation. Some people saw it, but yeah, this is the way other people saw it. Because the doctor who actually did some of the dosing won a prize a few years after for her research and this, that, or the other thing. And somebody that was at the hospital with her said, Well, if you can live with it, then you know, basically UBU and shook his head and walked off the set and because he disagreed with her because his interpretation of the events were a little bit different than her interpretation of the event. But I cannot believe doctors would just euthanize 45 people no, for no reason. No. But yet, then again, it's like, well, why would you euthanize people when at some point the water is receding and you'll be able to help yeah. these people? But, uh, you know, a good watch, Apple TV, five days at Memorial. Oh. Apple TV, it should start fucking sponsoring this fucking podcast. I I'll would tell you say, that. I'll yeah, tell you as that much as right now. I've
1: plugged it. And now, yeah, you
0: early on and then me
1: lately. Right. All right, I got a little quiz for you, and for everybody for that matter. Uh, I believe two episodes ago we had, uh, you mentioned uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che, uh, two of the... SNL newscast news anchors. So I quick I was curious, you know, not following SNL all the way through for the whole time since it started in 1975. But I did a little timeline and I want to see if you can guess who the anchors were during a given period. Okay. So it's not a stump, Mike. I know you're not going to get them because I, I wasn't going to get them either, but uh I bet you you'll recognize the names of the, the yeah, I'm sure
0: I'll know the names but yeah. the, the time I'm I'm horrible. Okay, at that. 75
1: but to 76. Jane Curtin and Chevy Chase. Okay, so technically they had Chevy Chase from 75 to 76 and then 76 to 80 was Jane Curtin, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Kind of and Aykroyd and Murray kind of shared the stage but it was kind of Jane Curtin's deal from 76 now, to 80
0: you ignorant slut was uh, ackroyd okay see i was th- i was envisioning that as chevy chase but chevy chase was only on center now Live one year he was on the first season then went for the home run because he was actually the best
1: well that's why they probably the only have him okay. 75
0: to 76
1: uh okay now this one you're not going to get from 80 to 81 I guarantee you haven't well, heard this guy.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying this answer till I get it right because I know he was one of them. But I'm uh, Dennis Miller. Nope. Charles
1: Rocket. Don't know who that is. Exactly. So um, so then part of 81 to 84. I will tell you it's random uh, because they rebranded it to Um SNL news break and then it was Saturday Night Live News and they just had random people doing it. So there wasn't really a consistent anchor uh in 81 or latter part of 81, 82 to 84, and then 85 to 91. Dennis Miller. Bang. Dennis Miller. Bingo. That's just
0: one man's opinion. I could be wrong.
1: So, Dennis Miller for those six years, and then from uh, part of 91 to 94, go with the flow, Happy. Adam Sandler? Nope. The guy who said that. Oh. Kevin Nielsen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kevin Nielsen was the SNL uh, news anchor. And then after Kevin Nielsen, arguably the funniest, best news anchor SNL had ever had, but got fired. So ninety five. Uh, n- part of ninety four to ninety seven. He got fired for holding for not hold the the network told him to to no OJ jokes, but he just went full bore, and then so they shit canned him. Norm McDonald. I was
0: gonna say Norm McDonald. Yeah. All
1: right. Yeah. Okay. After Norm McDonald, you definitely heard of this guy. Uh, he went on. He had some of his own uh, stand-up he did. Maybe one or two movies, but never really hit it big in the movie theater. Uh, this would have been after Norm MacDonald, so part of 87. 97. Or 97, excuse me, to 2000. I don't think I watched it Colin Quinn. I didn't know Okay. All yeah. right, so now we're getting into a genre from 2000 to 2004. A lot of these people are still in showbiz and so 2000 to 2004 this he's got a nightly jimmy fallon jimmy fallon and tina fey then jimmy fallon went on to to movies and his own stuff and so 2004 to 2006 tina fey stayed on along with her female co-host amy poehler
0: Oh, i would have never
1: got yeah So then Tina Fey went on and started doing 30 Rock and some of these other things. So Amy stayed on and then brought on this guy um, whose first name is not Michael, but now has a late, late show, Seth Meyers. Oh. So Amy and Seth did it. And then Seth went on from 2008 to 2012. And he was, he actually did a really nice job. That's why he hung in there so long. Uh, people liked him a lot as the SNL news anchor. Okay. So after Seth then started doing his own thing after 2012, 2013, and 14, um, I guess Seth did stay on a little bit. Uh, Cecily Strong, Seth Myers, and then our boy Colin Jost came on um, off and on. And then 2014 to present. Colin and Michael, the two you were talking about. So that was just a little memory lane down the Saturday Night Live news anchor history.
0: I really remember this—the initial one, and then the Dennis Miller. I thought Dennis Miller, and then I thought Dennis Miller was fantastic in that role. Yeah, he took a lot of gas for his efforts on Monday Night Football. I thought some of the shit he said on Monday Night Football was funny, but a lot of people were like, "Well, geez, it doesn't really fit for a Monday Night game." but whatever but I, I actually like dennis miller yeah everybody wants to rule the world that was his uh the theme song from his, his uh his th- hbo show
1: yeah uh you want to rate this i think so bad elmer's porter bad elmer's porter
0: comes through at a 3.53 the only thing that kept me closer to a four was like i said it drank like a 4.5 percent and you know i don't know if this is a sign of a problem mine and perhaps it is who cares but you know i drink to get drunk and this well eventually you'll get there right but it drank more like a four 4.5 percent and didn't have the bite of a porter that you're looking for but i still went with 3.53 because i thought the flavors yeah. were
1: spectacular well maybe a bit your liver a little harder than it's biting your taste buds it could have hopefully <laughs> something uh actually you know i was right there i i put it in at a 3.6 good flavor the chocolate came out the coffee came out yes. yep but easy like you said easy <clears throat> drinking smooth
0: good very drink. yeah very smooth yeah um wow what do you holy mackerel this is what, you know, it's happened before, but 13.9 thousand people on Untapped average out to a 3.57 rating, which is three hundredths below you, four hundredths above me. So we nearly nailed the, it. The three of us nearly
1: nailed this beer to a T. Hey, I've got a question for everybody. Have you ever had a craving for a home-cooked meal over an open flame prepared by somebody who really knows what they're doing, made with the freshest local farm-to-table ingredients? And to make it even better, to be able to wash it down with your favorite craft beer brewed on site? Then to top it all off, to have this amazing meal in a warm, friendly atmosphere? Well, next time you have that craving, go to the Maple Grill. Right when you walk in, you'll know you're in the right place with the smell of the open grill and the generous selection of craft brews on tap. All you have to do is get yourself, family, and friends to 13105 Gratiot Road in Hemlock, Michigan. It's always a good idea before leaving the house or work to be sure to check out the daily menu posted on their website, themaplegrill.net, themaplegrill,
0: All right, David. Second tasting. Rock on. Again, courtesy of Josh Wendy. And this one is from the Pipeworks Brewing Company in Chicago, Illinois. So I'm thinking he got all three from that store that we mentioned in segment one. But what we have here is Blood of the Unicorn. Again, from Pipeworks Brewing. 6.5 ABVs. And the infamous... 69 IBUs. And we have, in this epic battle, the blood orange of the unicorn has been shed by the sword of the deadly assassin of the East. One sip of this aggressively hopped red ale clearly reveals what drives these, the greatest of hopheads, of lore, is this the end of mythical horde horse or will he rise like the phoenix to fight another day? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a build up to a bear. Wow. We're gonna see Mike,
1: we're... I've got a.
0: We're going to see if this beer fucking rises up to fight another day <laughs> in a couple seconds. Yeah. Well, here we go. Have, it's you, a, have it's you ever thought happy. about Broadway? No, but my. Uh, Mr. Er, what was his name? Esner. Uh, what was that guy's name? Real thinning, black hair, glasses. My English teacher. But we—I was in theater and I read for a play and I knocked his socks off. I'll think of it. Larry, what was his? What was that fucking guy's name? But anyway, yeah, a hoppy red ale. Something you don't say often. It is very so red. Going into the not a big deal glasses.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: But it smells like an IPA. This is it, straight get, up yep. IPA. But let's see where the red comes in. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because it's IPA on the notes and then a red ale on the finish. I mean it's it if you did this blindfolded, you would never ever say IPA once. You started drinking it, and not that a red ales. I mean, hell the Alaskan yeah. Amber Ale that which they they advertise at Pierce Pierceville Bar and Grill as the Cardinal Red. The Cardinal Red is a red ale, and it's delicious.
1: So I'm not knocking this, but I'm getting I'm getting some of the hoppiness on the on the sides of the palate. I'm just yeah. saying
0: that's well, a whole pint. It's so- it's it's
1: yeah. good. I mean, it's yeah, it's we got, we got a little complex.
0: Very complex. We have to work through it. Yeah. All right. And I'm glad.
1: I'm glad we've got this job to be able to work through it.
0: Yeah. So before we get into sports, yeah, we'll say that to the next segment. All right. Obi Watch. Where's he at? I think for the first time since we have done this Obi Watch, there's been no change. Caps played four games this week: Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and last night. They were two and two. And Ovi had zero goals, so he remains at thirty for the season, eight hundred and ten for his career, or eighty-three to try, to tie the goat, eighty-four to pass the goat. So, an uneventful Ovi watch. I mean, he played four games, scored no goals. I mean, fuck, I can't make the guy score goals.
1: Nah, he sucks. And
0: but it's droughts <laughs> not, like not, these. It's droughts like these. Yeah. That you know, like at 37, you're like, all right, well, what if there's like what if between uh 162 and 163 there's another Kusag and then it's the all star weekend, he's not going to get any then right. and then and then an injury or whatever. So, yeah, we'll see. I we'll, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll I'm- see. I, I'm still saying the end of next year, but no update on the old well, well, that's your update. I mean. You know, so that right. is your update, David. Right.
1: So, in the when do they start? Preseason's late fall, yes. Hockey late, in late se- summer, early late, fall, and early the regular season
0: okay. starts late September, mid to late September. So we should put October.
1: We'll put it. We'll put a, a couple bucks on it in the fall All on right. whether he gets it during the season or not uh, next year. Yeah. 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 All right. So. so. They that's a little early, earlier than usual.
0: Well, you know, hey, I you don't know what I have up my sleeve here, Dave. All right. Well, before the pod, I asked you to choose a number between one and one hundred, excluding number thirteen. Okay. What that is, is the top 180s rock songs of all time. And the reason I said don't do number 13 is because number 13 According to this list, was, I want to know what love is by foreigner, which we just did last week. And now, why I want to know what love is by foreigner is the number 13 rock song of the 80s. That's an argument I'm, I don't really care to get into. But anyway, you chose number 53. I did. Yes, you did. All right. Now, oddly enough, this is should be a softball only because we have covered this song in stump dave in a prior episode but hey you picked 53 this song is 53 on the top 100 yeah. songs
1: so it should the, make uh, me look even more ridiculous
0: top 100 song yeah. rock songs of the 80s. 80s 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 right got it all right we did but i do remember i gave you this song in a different format
1: okay
0: But nonetheless, you have had this song. I know it for an absolute fact, and I'll be very disappointed if you don't get it. Because I had to choose a verse that, okay, well, it doesn't necessarily just give him the answer without him opening in his mouth. So here's what I came up with. Wheel of Fortune, Sally Ride. Heavy Metal, Suicide. Foreign Debt, Homeless Vets. AIDS, crack, Bernie gets.
1: Mm, the first, the first couple. I thought I knew it. Just read that first part again.
0: Read it or sing it. No,
1: I don't I'm care. gonna read.
0: It. I'm gonna read it first. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wheel of Fortune. Sally Ride. Heavy Metal
1: Suicide. See, that's what I think I I should know. Obviously debts, I should cuz I've been giving it before. Almost that
0: AIDS crack Bernie Gets. Now think about this podcast. Oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. Um Billy Joel. Yes. Um Oh god. Who's going to start the fire? No, who's going to S- keep the last three words of that. Start the fire. Yep. Start the fire. Uh Billy Joel, come on. You know I know that. Um, All right. not who's going to start the fire. Um, it was, um, if you looked at a French porn magazine,
0: OUI, <laughs> what does OUI mean in French? Um, shit. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Why am I, oi. No, it's we, fucker. <laughs> OUI in French is we. That's how they spell we? Best fuck, one of the, b- no penetration. is it? Yes? One of the. One of the best porn. Um, <laughs> That's how they spell we is O-U-I? I think. But O-U-I, oh. I always, somebody told me, I could be wrong on this, but I always, somebody told me O-U-I was we. Okay. I don't know if it means yes, but. Well, they, we they, means they,
1: yes, monsieur.
0: All right. So I, I'm going to look that up. But anyway, argue, off topic here, arguably no penetration, but arguably the, the one of the best porn mags.
1: When you were there, oh yeah,
0: yeah it was, was it in was it right limit? next to the
1: Bible on your nightstand in your hotel room, or what? No,
0: wasn't next to the Bible, but it was just like you know, had a little it was a little more hardcore than Playboy, yeah. But it not didn't as raunchy give, yeah, as it didn't, yeah. It didn't give you the fucking flat out built of like a Screw magazine. Okay,
1: <laughs> never saw that one.
0: Uh yeah, it was uh, they sold uh, what was the guy that was in a wheelchair? fuck screw no magazine. that's a hustler
1: guy no yeah, but he, he actually he did both yeah oh he probably had a bunch of different yeah. publications yeah there. And, and screw
0: yeah. was way worse than oh i'm
1: sure yeah. yeah
0: screw had a lot of you know screw was actually newspaper form which caught a lot of protein in the back back in the day
1: <laughs> thanks mike thanks
0: and newspaper doesn't stand up to that i mean it's <laughs> like once that happened it's like well we got to get rid of this there's nobody else reading this legacy. You should get rid of it anyway. Um, all right. But as no, we matter didn't what you start do it the on. fire, we didn't start the we
1: fire. We didn't right. start the fire. All
0: right. I'm only going to give you like 0.67% because yeah. you did have that. You knew it. I forgot that. Wait a
1: minute. You're not going to give me 075 because I forgot the word we. I'll give I you got more, everything I'll else. I got the song. I got really the artist. Did,
0: I mean, because I mean, all the Wheel of Fortune, Sally Ride, Heavy Metal, Suicide, Foreign Debt, Homeless Vet, a Crack, Bernie Gra- Gats. Yeah. And that I think uh, Bernie Gats, I gave you the last time we did this song. And this wasn't planned, folks. I asked him. I said, pick a number, 1 to 100, not 13. He said 53. And according to the Google site I pulled up, the 53rd greatest song of the greatest rock song of the 1980s is We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. The number 13 greatest rock song of the 80s was I Want to Know What no, Love is by Foreigner. Right. So Dave, yeah. if I were you, I would sense a trend here and I? I would really get to know and love that Google top 100 rock songs of eighty of the 80s. All right. So got anyway. it. All right. So we went over Watch. Nothing college, unless you saw anything college basketball jumped. I'm not really into college basketball yet. So no, I have nothing but I, there. But what do you have? Sports wise before gotta... we get into the big daddy of them all.
1: I just wanted to mention your boy John Rahm, is starting off the season as he left it off uh, on the PGA tour. I believe he won the is it the American Express at La Quinta. I saw that. It was interested in that only because I actually caddied on La Quinta one time. Nice. So I was like, yeah, I've been there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a PGA Tour caddy, so to speak. No, when really. you were
0: caddying there, did you just carry the bag strictly or did you say, oh, I would use a 7-iron, it plays a little bit left to right here.
1: Only when I was asked. All right. Never, ever gave information unless I was specifically asked. But um uh and the only men's basketball thing, uh <laughs> you're number 17 Miami. Now, granted, yeah, okay, you're pointing at me, you're wanting uh, me to
0: Yes. And this would be coming handy in YouTube, but I'm a Syracuse basketball fan. I could care less about Miami basketball. Oh, okay. I'm a Miami football fan. All right. And I could care less about Syracuse and football. Okay. I know and you know, it is very weird. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I'm not going to so dog a, you on that, but yeah. So you're a so Syracuse
1: my, basketball fan. And they're terrible this year. I, I get that, but yeah. yeah. But, but so here's the thing that drives me crazy. So as soon as you said Syracuse basketball, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Now, yeah. how can I remember that, but I can't remember the expendables or that's what she said, opportunity. How does that work?
0: Well, I don't know how you don't remember that because it wasn't Earl the Pearl Monroe that went to Syracuse. It was Pearl Washington. Pearl
1: Washington. So who? Where I, Earl the Pearl? I don't know Earl the Pearl. So okay, I got to well, fact yeah. myself. So I screwed that one up too. So yeah, there's my question: but Is that that's my, when I my became brain a Syracuse still...
0: fan? With was with Pearl Washington. Pearl Washington. Pearl Washington segued into Ronnie Cikly. Ronnie Cikly segued into Derek Coleman from Detroit. Derek Coleman segued into Billy Owens. I think from Detroit and then Billy Owen segued into the white guy from Bay City that was actually terrible and then Syracuse has been the drizzling shits ever since but fucking Syracuse with the Pearl was the deal when the Big Ten Big, not Big Ten, Big Ten basketball Big was East. For pussies back in the days of the Big East Right? yeah that was when the Big East that was when the Big East was a man's man league yeah so but yeah so it was uh um, but yeah, so go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and Google cause we always forget to, uh, tell our listeners to do that. Says, so go so, ahead. And so the only the newsy thing, the only go. newsy
1: thing with basketball that popped out at me was, um, you know, with local gambling now in each state and NIL, I had the question and I was actually going to pose it to you here in the next episode or two. When do, when do college players start getting harassed? By people who lose money, you know what I mean. It's one thing, you know. You've always heard of professional football, basketball, you know, players getting harassed, especially like the the Dallas kicker. You know what I mean? Right. He got all kinds of shit. Like, what is he doing? Is he shaving points? What do, he, he shouldn't shank that many extra points. But what do you they, mean
0: when? Like, how 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 many mulligans do they get, so to speak? Well, because actually, it, the first crucial miss. They're getting, I don't know if any of them get death threat. Like, I don't know if the well, Western what... Carolina point guard gets any death threats for missing a free throw with seven minutes to go in the first half against the game against Appalachian
1: A&I. No, I mean, but, I know, but the Dayton basketball coach, uh, Anthony Grant, was on an ESPN, was on, was in an ESPN article uh, basically slamming gamblers who threaten his players, other players that he knows about. So, I mean, you know, you start doing this kind of stuff and, you know, you start throwing that kind of money down at those kids, and some of them are kids. Right. Excuse You're going to bring some of this shit down to them as well. So, I mean, I don't know when that's going to all come out. When's the When's the first college player that ends up disappearing? Or is that a well, lot? Well,
0: you even see the shootings at, Youth football games in Texas where people have money bet on, you know, and then coaches getting shot because, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's happening now. I don't think it's like the norm, but I think it's happening now. And then you always say, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Cody Parkey got many death threats when he double-doinked against the Eagles, which kept the Bears from the Super Bowl and you know, one of their best teams since yeah. 1985,
1: but at the professional level, I always,
0: I always, when, when we get to that level is insane and as fucking irate and as poor sportsman as I get, and I, I say they. I mean, shit. Words come out of my mouth that really don't aren't even fucking legitimate legal sentences. I get so fucking mad. Like Yo, God, I'm gonna, you, I know, fucking hope your granddad's dog hyperventilates into a Martian fetus. Fuck you, mother! Of and people are like, "What is he even saying? Not even making any sense." But so yeah, I'm, I'm as guilty as being. Fan is short for fanatic. I'm right. as guilty as anyone has been of that, but I have never, yeah, in my house, fuck you. I hope you fucking die. Hang yourself, you fucking worthless piece of shit. In my own house. I mean, I've never fucking stood outside anybody's house and say, kill yourself. You lost me $8 on DraftKings. Never said that. So, but I think what you're saying, I think it's happening now. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like so, yeah, it is. there's, that many people is like I've never and I get mad. Yes, I get mad. You know, it's like fuck ah, you, fucker! Did you miss that? You motherfucker! I fucking you! Kill yourself, you cocksucker! But it's just, it's me in my own house, and you know right, maybe who's right. ever in my house right. here. I ne- yeah. never would go threaten somebody's life because it's like hey, yeah, you know they're yeah. they're trying hard, but it's like hey, you know yeah. I just want to just air, yeah. and that's why I think and it's social Twitter, media too, right? Twitter yeah. is a useless form of social media but i still use it because it, it has saved me many of remotes many of t-shirts many of boxer shorts i just tweet something out i can't believe that you missed that they should cut that fucker right now Whew. boy i feel better and you know maybe nine people see it eat all the better but i feel better now and all right, right now i'm going to bed
1: okay Gotcha. Yeah, so that's what
0: I use Twitter for. In that, but it's like, yeah. So, but but what you're saying in college, I I think it already happened. I mean, there's all you know. I when you say, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I read something that the Ohio State kicker received death threats when when he missed that 50 yarder to beat Georgia to go to the national championship. Yeah,
1: that's what this guy is saying. It's happening.
0: Right, it is. Yeah. It, and, uh, you know, it'll, it will never stop because you have idiots out there. And, right. and again, you know, I'm one of those idiots, but I don't carry it to that degree. Right. I never threaten anybody's life. You know, I, right. I'll yell in the privacy of my own. Oh, I hope you fucking die. Right. But, I mean, I don't have that kind of fucking power. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, if I did, I'd probably try to monitor what I said a little bit. But
1: Yeah, that that's the only thing. You know, college basketball is moving right along. The Big Ten, there's a lot of parody there, so they're just going to beat each other up all season long. Yes.
0: All right, well, on to the NFL. Chiefs beat the Jags. Jags represented themselves well. I think the Jags are the model franchise for all fans, like myself, who are cheering for a team that was 3-14 and this year. And it's like, because the Jags were... Fuck the Jags had back-to-back number one picks. They were three and thirteen and one and fifty, and now they won their division, won a playoff game. It fucking re- really represented pretty well against the Chiefs. Oh, for and,
1: sure. They were just a couple mistakes away well, from and, beating
0: and, them, and and, and and really one mistake to really get that cocksucker interesting. But and the listeners out there, I want you to know if I'm being too soft on. Mr. Agnew from the Jaguars. But I have no problem with that turnover he had. He caught the ball. Just it out. And he was making a play to try to get his team as close to the end zone as he could. Yeah. And he fumbled. Yeah. He turned, went to tuck the ball. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, no turnover is good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah. No shit. But there are some you just say, like, Hey, the guy's trying to make a play. Yeah. You know, because then they got first and goal at the three or four yard line. Assume they score the next play or two. Yeah. They're within three. Who knows what happens? But then he fumbled, they held, and then and then even Lawrence's interception on the next series of the fucking guy made a fantastic catch. I mean, he's just on jumping back on one leg, leaps the one. This would really look good on YouTube. <laughs> puts the one hand up. And and secures it and intercepts it. Right. So yeah, I think that you know, but the Jags should be the model franchise for teams like my Bears, the Lions, who you know actually did finish with the same nine and eight that the Jaguars did, but didn't make the playoffs because they were in a different division. And it, that's what the and I think that's the goal the the business model of the NFL is hey, you're only gonna have your players for a few years, use your money wisely make good draft picks, and there's a small window for you to go from absolute dog shit to yeah. a playoff team. So, but yeah, so anyway, so Kansas City's in the AFC Championship game. And then Philadelphia, I I, I actually picked the Giants. I thought the Giants were going were to represent Philadelphia. Just beat the absolute dog shit out of them. Right now, we're watching the Niners and Cowboys prior to halftime, 6-6, and Brett Maher missed another extra point. This one was blocked, but anyway, the 1 o'clock game, or the 3.30 game, whatever it was, Bills-Bengals. I was pulling for the Bengals, because the listeners know my old son, Justin, is a Bengals fan, but I thought the Bills were going to win. I really did. I mean, it was in Buffalo, and... I thought Cincinnati's good enough. They could win this game, and they did win the game. I never ever, so I thought the Bills could win. I thought the Bengals could win. Never ever in years of thinking did I think Cincinnati would go in to Buffalo and curb stomp, prison rape, whatever other tough analogy you want to use, the Buffalo Bills. But that's exactly what they did, and to be honest with you, listeners, they cost you an epic rant because I woke up this morning, I was having my coffee, I was thinking about it, I was like you know, and like I've said it over and over, you, you want the the most for your kids, you want your kids to be happy, you, you'd do anything, you'd 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 fucking die for your kids. Justin's a Bengal fan, and I'm starting to think it's like. I'm starting to get pissed at the NFL. It's like, see, this is why, you know, and what my epic rant was going to be. So this is a mini non-fuck-you segment right here. And that was going to be, this is what I was talking about. All right, Damar Hamlin. Hell, listeners know, the two listeners that listened to our quote-unquote epilogue of that one episode when, on that Monday night, because we did the the show on Monday night that week, mm-hmm. you know, heard how shaken I was, but right? for obvious reasons that I explained the next week. So, I have no problem with the NFL stopping that game that night. My issue was, okay, all they had to do is push everything back, and all that would have been lost was the bye week between the AFC the the conference championships. In the Super Bowl, because you know what? If Cincinnati wins Monday night, today's game is in Cincinnati, not Buffalo, because both teams would have been 13 and four. First tiebreakers head to head. If they were both 13 and four, that means Cincinnati won Monday night. But because the NFL just said, ah, fuck it, we're not making it up. I don't have any, I never had an issue for the NFL stopping the game. I thought they should have replayed it in week 19, quote-unquote, would have been the first week of the playoffs. Only Buffalo and Cincinnati would have played. There would have been no other playoffs. And the first week of the playoffs would have been week 20, and everything would be on schedule because no sites were predetermined or anything. The only thing that would be lost is the bye week between the championships and the Super Bowl. So I was all prepared, like, this is bullshit, because next, if the Bills would have won today, you know what? Buffalo, Kansas City was in Atlanta. So how in the fuck is that fair, that Buffalo gets a a caveat, that, hey, we'll play at a neutral site because, hey, you didn't finish that game, and you had 13 wins, and and, uh, um, Kansas City had uh, 14 wins or whatever the math is, you know, this many beers, and I, my math is fucking off. But it was at a neutral site. So how is it? Well, why did Buffalo get a fucking neutral site next week, but yet Cincinnati had to go to fucking Buffalo, when if Cincinnati would have won that fucking Monday night game, Cincinnati would have been tied with Buffalo, head to head it would have been Cincinnati, and today really should have fucking been in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Right. Again moot point because Cincinnati went in and beat the fucking dog shit out of them, you know, right. beat the brakes off of them. And so, you know, stole a little luster away from the pod here. Cause it was an epic rant because I woke up this morning drinking my coffee. And I was like, this is fucking bullshit. It's like, why is fucking Cincinnati in Buffalo? But Buffalo gets a neutral fucking field next week.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I don't and know that's what why the said, powers so, that be are. You know. And again,
0: yeah. Yeah. And everyone's oh. Well, the guy had a cardiac arrest. great. I understand that. I, I, I fucking wept for the guy. I'm not saying I'm not demeaning. He's fine, thankfully. He's fine. But whether he's fine or if he's dead has no being. This is a billion dollar industry. And yes, don't play. Don't finish the game. I get that. And if they would have finished the game, then I would probably be fuck you in the NFL for that reason. They shouldn't have finished it that night. Right. They should have just said, okay, let's kibosh it. Let's go to week eighteen. We'll see what happens. And they would have looked at the standings after week 18 and be like, hmm, well, if the Bengals win this game, they're a higher seed than the Bills. All right. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Week 19, the only game we're playing, we're starting with three minutes to go in the first quarter, or whatever it was. Bengals up seven through. You got to go to Cincinnati. Let's go. And that's the way it should have been done. But what was done was like, ah, fuck it, no game. Well, the Bengals, the Bills had one more win than the Bengals. Well, but the, the the game that was in question was the Bengals-Bills game. But yet next week was a neutral site. That makes no fucking sense to me. Right. I, I mean, if they would have said, hey, it's in Kansas City. Tough shit for you, Buffalo. Fuck you. Live on. I wouldn't even be doing this non-rant, rant, non-rant, rant, non-rant, whatever you want to call it, because Cincinnati went in there and beat the ever-loving dog shit out of them. So it's a moot point, but it's like, wait a second, why, if Cincinnati wins this game, this game is in Cincinnati, not Buffalo, but Buffalo gets a reprieve and gets a neutral field. Why does Buffalo get the fucking new, the reprieve? Why did Cincinnati have to go to Buffalo? Boy, I wish Cincinnati would have lost now because this would make for an epic rant because it's a fucking legit question is why was Buffalo going to a neutral site, but Cincinnati had to go to fucking Buffalo because when Cincinnati wins that fucking Monday night game, Cincinnati hosts today.
1: Right. Who made the decision?
0: The NFL did. It's like, well, hey. Who's you know, the NFL, though? Roger Goodell. Everybody looks at, well. Is this it one... a board
1: decision or is that a Roger decision? No, they
0: I was, I don't know who. Yeah, good question there. I don't know the intricacies of the NFL, but the question was, was, it was like, yeah. well, I'm just wondering. Okay, who, well, because if Buffalo would have won, they would have tied Kansas City, so yeah. we're just gonna watch the game because right. only the number one seed matters. Well, what do you mean the number one seed matters? This was two versus three, and it's either at Cincinnati or at Buffalo. So why doesn't it matter? So yeah. why did Cincinnati just get fucking shit on? Is my question. Most and answers. Again, they went in there, beat the fuck out of them, proved it's like hey fuck you, uh-uh, no way. We're, we're going to handle our own business. We don't need any help, fucking help from anybody. Right. We'll handle our own business. We'll go to Kansas City, and we'll beat them because you had to go to the neutral field. You had to have us here. But it's, it's funny because I don't understand why. Why did Buffalo, okay, well, you didn't play the game, so we're going to play the championship game on a neutral field, but you didn't play the game. But you get to host this game, but if you would have lost the game that got canceled, you guys would have been tied with the team you're playing. And um, the first tiebreakers head-to-head, and they would have beat you. So why, again, was Buffalo hosting this game today? And, again, this was a topic for segment three because I honestly thought Buffalo was going to win today. Yeah. And I would be way more, I mean, it would be way more uh, catastrophic event because I'd have one more beer in me.
1: Yeah.
0: And I would have Cincinnati losing it to my son's team. Yeah. but you still got Cincinnati, some of that cat scratcher
1: to finish it, right there, too. Cincinnati
0: won. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, it's kind of a moot point now. But I would like to know, I want to know. I mean, it's a legit question. Yeah. So why is Buffalo, why would, if Buffalo I have wins the answer the, to the question yeah.
1: if you will. Yeah, go ahead. If I can get you to take a breath.
0: I'm not gonna take a breath. I'm gonna take a drink of our uh, uh, bread
1: ale. <laughs> so, if you have a complex question in a billion-dollar industry and you just can't noodle the, like can't figure out what it could possibly be, follow the money. Okay, that's fine. So, whoever that's why I asked. You know, who ends up making the final decision? Whether it's a whether it's a board with of owners within the NFL or Roger Goodell and you know, his four secretaries or whatever, you know, it probably there's some reasons that have to do with money.
0: Okay. It, and fair enough. Absolutely agree with me. Dave, you're right. Great job. All right. Question is, yeah. Why wasn't today's game at a neutral site? Because it had yeah. more on a home field advantage than Kansas City Buffalo did. Yeah. And you can't tell me Buffalo is a much more money market draw than Cincinnati. There's no way you can tell me that because it's not right. I mean, neither one of them are. I mean, if we were talking to the Los Angeles team, then I'd be like, okay, well that's it. I mean, they want fucking the Los Angeles market and they want it and they want it high. Yeah. Buffalo's in New York, but Buffalo's not the New York market. So my question
1: is, and and I'm a television from a, from the television point of view. So this is, Maybe where I'm going, if I think through this a little bit further, yeah, I don't know. It, you know, there could have been there could have been a little um, heartstrings pulled a little bit, plus a little money but who's pulled a little strings?
0: bit. I don't know whose heartstrings are you
1: pulling. Well, as far as playing this game in Buffalo, I don't know. Is this Bengals Buffalo game being played in Buffalo? Right. I'm not okay. sure.
0: And I have no problem the game playing in Buffalo. But then if Buffalo wins, they go to Kansas City next week. I and, yeah. and if that was the case, I have no issue with it. Yeah,
1: but they're going to. Why put it was at a yeah? They were going to go
0: to fucking Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and to me, and that you know, and yeah. if I can't they. I, I have another fuck you up my god there's, shirt got, there's for next gonna be segment but it's just like i don't understand this like wh- Here's why what's... does why does buffalo fucking kansas city warrant a neutral site yeah. but buffalo
1: cincinnati doesn't when cincinnati beats buffalo then cincinnati's the home team i guarantee you because we're going back and forth on this well a little bit a more forth than back but there's going to be some kind of an article or something tomorrow. I guarantee you because it always happens when we, somebody is listening to this oh, podcast well, and, and your answers are going to be, your questions are going to be answered tomorrow.
0: All the b- big networks are listening to our podcast. I know that Dave, we just got to get legal. We got to get the legal team to fucking support us so we can yeah. secure our ideas. But um, Romo actually, like with with like nine seconds to go in the game. He mentioned, he touched on that. It's like, well, you know, Cincinnati took it to heart because they were, because Cincinnati was kind of upset with the deal. Like, well, wait a second. Basically what I'm saying is like, why in the fuck, you know.
1: Yeah. Whoever owns the, the stadium one, one, and one the one team. Of the player,
0: one of the Cincinnati players said something that I, I I don't even agree with this. They're like, they're already selling tickets to the neutral site event. It's like, well. What does that mean? I mean, they got to sell the tickets. I mean, that's irrelevant. I mean, even the Saginaw Spirit, they're in the first round of the playoffs yeah. against the London Knights. They're down three games to none. Game four is at the Wendler Arena. I know they don't call it anymore, but I still call it that. They're at the Wendler, Wendler Arena. Dow Event Center. Dow Event Center. The, the Knights are up 8 nothing in the second period, and the, the announcer – Tickets for round two of the Saginaw Spirit playoffs are now available. I mean, so you can, if you're like, well, if we can overcome this eight goal deficit and this three games and none deficit, we'll play the Sioux Greyhounds next fucking round. I want my fucking seats. You can go buy your seats and then have to go through the rig and roar to get your refund. So selling tickets to the neutral site really shouldn't have been what motive is
1: invaded
0: cincinnati but i guess if it did it did and whatever that's their business but it's like
1: airline tickets hotel for all for all the for all the true fans so right i gotcha or as pastor julie would say the followers yes yes all
0: right what are we doing with this yes go ahead hey what
1: no that's that's fine i was just gonna ask about the fan duel kick of destiny is that Mm. not the best commercial going what right actually
0: now? is the it is a great commercial
1: i don't know what actually is out. the bet i don't i don't know we got that find rob out. makes it or not i or and how far is he kicking from i have no idea i have no idea i'm i'm i haven't i I love the commercial but i don't love it enough that i went and looked it up to see what all right was maybe going
0: when on. you're editing segment two i'm going to get on there and I'm, i'll google and say well what is what is it because if it's if rod if rob gronkowski has to kick a 20 yard field goal we're taking all the money this spot has generated which is a lot i mean it's you know it's borderline eight figures i yeah. mean it's Smog the yeah, dragon. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna brag, but it's borderline eight figures. If he's got if Rob Gronkowski has to make a twenty yard field goal, we're going all in he, we're saying he does.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: I mean if it's yeah. he's gotta kick a seventy seven yeah. yarder, it's like, well that's stupid.
1: Nobody's kicking a
0: seventy seven right. yarder.
1: Well what happens if he puts on a Dallas helmet?
0: That don't matter. I don't care I don't care if the fuck he kicks it in a two two if it's twenty yards, he's making it. All right. He ain't fucking letting his better down. All right. Look how small Jimmy Johnson is. Yeah. All right. So let's rate this. You're out first, Dave.
1: All right. I'm up and I'm going 3.25. All right. You went 3.25.
0: I went 3.58. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I,
1: I enjoyed, enjoyed it. It was, it was a little the- complex, but not a.
0: And see, that's why I went higher than you because I was like, all right, I get the red ale. All right, I'm drinking a red ale. I get the red ale. But then it was like, there's IPA notes into that. I mean, there's some hoppiness to it. I mean, 69 IBUs. I'm drinking an IPA. All right, I'm drinking a red ale. You know, so I, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining and pleasant to the, the palate. 3.58. All right. All right, well, 42.9 thousand people on Untappd. Ah, they didn't blow us out of the water, but they liked it a little bit better than we did. And those forty, uh, nearly 43,000 people come in at 3.84. Well, all right, Dave. Here we are, 162 Third Tasting. Uh, again, special shout-out thanks to Josh Wendy, loyal listener. All three tastings tonight were courtesy of his donation. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. And our third and final tasting is Eugene, a robust porter from Revolution Brewing Company. A striking robust porter full of warmth and chocolate malt and is named after Eugene V. Debs, an American Union leader and an activist who led the Pullman Railroad strike in 1894. An assortment of Belgian specialty malt from a complex structure of toasted grain and caramel flavors. Caramel flavors. And dark chocolate malt makes this porter black as night and infuses its distinct, intense chocolate
1: acid. You've got... My I'm, only I'm, my only dispute is... The hair's on the back all, of my neck, Mike. They're,
0: my only dispute with drinking this is just throwing that Union fucking card right in my fucking face. It's almost, almost offensive to a degree, but you know what? I'm going to be the bigger man, and I'm going to drink the beer, Dave.
1: Good. I knew you would. All right.
0: So here we go. Yeah. We're, we're both going out of... Uh, all
1: right.
0: I love these football glasses that Cammy got us. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... There's some, like, the not-a-big-deal glass I only use for the pod. Right. These football glasses I use for everything. Milk with dinner. Oh, um, nice. My iced coffee. Everything. I love these football glasses. The drinkability of these football glasses is amazing.
1: <laughs> That's excellent. You know,
0: hey. and, and, I, and, and I can just pretend like I'm an NFL quarterback. I got my fingers on the strings. And I just pretend I'm, like, getting ready to whistle one right over the middle for a game-winning touchdown. Cheers. Cheers. All right. A little thicker than the first one, Bad Elmer's. And I forgot to give you the particulars. 6.828 IBUs Mm -hmm. on the old Eugene Porter.
1: Yeah, all those flavors you mentioned uh, pop. And
0: I think it's very similar to the first season. I mean, a couple quarters. Yeah. And we'll just have to compare and contrast accordingly, David.
1: Uh, Another shout out to uh, some of my coaching brothers, brothers in coaching, possibly new listeners, Jeff, Wyatt, Carrie, Zach, and george and mallory i don't know if you're still listening or not maybe maybe not you guys are pretty busy right now but in any event uh if you guys are listening welcome to the pod and uh hope you enjoyed it or are continuing to enjoy it
0: yeah it's not over yet no they could like or dislike from this point forward so we have to finish
1: strong (laughs) let's do that so what do they coach track track and field and cross and cross what's that is track season already i don't think track really ever ends to be honest with you yeah no there's an indoor season right now every weekend most of the universities uh it's a good fundraiser for them and for the kids that aren't playing another sport you know they get a chance to do their thing so
0: all right a couple things for a day before we continue on with the norm of the pod ruka what do you think about ruka buddy ruka yep
1: uh, it's delicious with mustard and pickles. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: that's not the Ruka I was referring to because, as everybody should know, mm-hmm. if they don't already, uh, Ruka is the male. Uh, let me get these facts right. I don't want to mislead the users. The users? <laughs> the listeners. There Freudian was a slip. gender reveal for the endangered baby rhino... Let me see. I got to get my fucking notes out here. I can't even read my own writing. No, my glasses. Okay. Um, There was a gender reveal for endangered baby rhino, the Eastern black rhinoceros calf. Mm hmm. And Ruka, Ruka, who was the dad. Okay. There was a gender reveal.
1: Gotcha. And what
0: they did was they put like a. Big, gigantic crane, a wrecking ball. You know, obviously it wasn't made of the same material, but, and Ruka, with the tenacity of a 90 year old quadriplegic, went and took the horn and stuck it in this ball and revealed a little bit of pink confetti, which meant that. There was a female born of the Eastern Black Rhinoceros.
1: That's a big deal.
0: So hopefully, good Lord willing, this fucking thing doesn't become extinct because there would be no fucking way this world can continue to exist in its current state, good or bad, without a Black Rhinoceros. I mean, it's just, I. we just hope that she can produce and multiply to get this fucking species back on its feet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because this is fucking big major news. Yeah. And, I mean, and Ruka didn't even seem all that interested in it. He fucking kind of like... <laughs> put his little horn in the ball and kind of walked away. He didn't even fucking, I mean, the ball didn't even explode into the pink confetti that you were anticipating as I had my cock in my hand and just racing away. And it was like, well, fuck, if he don't care, why should I? Like, All right, put it back in my pants. I'm going to go on to the next video. But But we can only hope <laughs> the Eastern black rhinoceros never ever becomes extinct. Cause you don't know how your life's going to change without it. So you right. fucking better do everything you can to make sure that fucking animal doesn't become extinct, Dave. I'm well, just, you, I'm you, just, uh, don't take it as a threat. I'm just fucking telling you as pod partner it. to pod partner. Hey, you better fucking heed my warning, buddy. This fucking thing better not become extinct.
1: Well, the the, the people that would be disappointed are the ones that the uh, poachers, uh, take the horns for, you know, like not, not horn. a record horn. Yeah. Well, the horns, one. I was saying horns from all the ones that have been poached all right. the multitudes for their, you know, sexual arousal properties or whatever the hell they put in the elixirs and medicines, supposedly all the other bullshit, whatever. Anyway, so if they do go extinct, those are the people that'll be disappointed because they won't have their erectile dysfunction medicine or whatever they use it for.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, But but whatever. It's like, but there is a girl born in that species. All right. Congratulations. So next thing is, I'm sure it's just because I'm more in tune to the situation. But in March, Liz and I are going to Scotland. I've become a much better flyer than I once was. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I like it though, because I'm kind of a control freak. And it's just like, and I, stati- statistically, get it out. Yes. Statistically, I'm safer in the air than I am driving my own car. But the mental state is when I'm driving my own car, mm-hmm. I'm the man. I make the decisions. I call the shots. I can do this. Oh, God. I'm feeling chest pains. Oh, hospital next exit. I'm getting off to the hospital. I'm going to the next exit. Yeah, you know, when you're thirty five thousand feet in the air, it's like, yeah. Hmm. what? Yeah, I ain't doing nothing about it. I've yeah put my fate in a lot of other people. Right. So all and, those people and, that and, stayed on the Holiday that. and Express. I mean, not like that I mean, you. Know, Plummeting from the you know the sky from forty thousand feet is kind of like oh an oh shit moment. So in March we're going to Scotland Scotland. I can't get to Scotland without flying. I mean well I can, but it would be very costly and time consuming. Right. So every time I go to fly and as a non comfortable flyer these things become more prevalent it seems so we have like three weeks ago for the first time since 9-11 all domestic flights were grounded okay that was a a glitch in the computer system and they just want to make sure that affected some safety de- devices whatever so that was a precautionary element but it's like okay whatever and then we have uh, Qantas Flight 101 had to turn around for and land because of X, Y, or Z, which came like three days after Qantas Flight 144 landed with one engine. And just the other day, there was a a, a plane crash in Nepal. So why are all these aviation disasters? Always brought to the forefront just prior to me having to fly. I can't back out of this trip. I mean, it's to Scotland. It's like we're not fucking driving to Scotland, right, Dave? Right. Nope. So it's like, you know, I just got to suck it up. And if, you know, we crash, just continue the pod. Yep. Just
1: self-medicate, Mike, just like most people do. So just like you're doing now.
0: Yes. But, you know. I won't, you know. I think our flight's an early morning flight. I'll be on the flight. It's like ah, uh, and then I'll be just like uh, I'll just
1: shit myself. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Okay, that's not what I was referring to, but so I hope you don't do that. But I've got a couple of random questions for you with things in the news. Okay. Yes, sir. So you're familiar with Buzz Aldrin, yes? Uh,
0: astronaut. astronaut guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh first of all. I wouldn't say we're best friends, but I know
1: I've heard of them. So do you remember his actual first and middle name? And this is a nice little segue to this segment, actually. I did not plan this. It just happened to happen the way it did. No, I
0: don't know. I thought it was I thought his name was Buzz Aldrin.
1: Uh no. That's a Buzz is a nickname. So his first name is Edwin. Middle name Eugene, as in the beer we're drinking. Isn't that crazy? Oh, nice. Yeah. Right? So Edwin Eugene Aldrin. I uh, forgot where the name Buzz comes from, but by the way, another little factoid. Buzz Lightyear. Disney character, right? Toy Story. One of one of
0: my the one of the with my both my boys, one of the fucking videos that I actually enjoyed watching with them. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved all the time I spent with my sons. Mm-hmm. Some of the shit we watch is painful, but Toy Story was not one of those right. painful moments.
1: So they Disney actually asked Buzz Aldrin, you know, hey, can we use your name? And he's like, absolutely. So Buzz Lightyear is named after Buzz Aldrin. Anyway, guess what happened? He turned 93 and got married for the fourth time. Really? Yeah. To his uh, executive VP, Dr... Uh, Nostrum? <laughs> Dr. Anka Faur, F-A-U-R. Yeah, executive VP of Buzz Aldrin Ventures. for And she's 63 years old. And for 63 years old, she's a pretty good-looking woman. He's how old? 93. 93, I was
0: expecting you to say she was marrying somebody in her mid to late 20s,
1: so 63. I, I I'll... Yeah, I'll cheers the marriage. Yeah. So 30 years difference, but at ninety-three, do you think there's a little knocking boots going on or
0: I sure hope because like I told the listeners in previous episodes, if You think I'm they not, went not, on a honeymoon? I'm not knocking boots, it's like I might as well just fucking walk out into traffic. Cause if there's no desire for that, then there's no desire to live, really.
1: All right. You heard you heard it here right? first, folks. All right, uh next. Uh news organizations were sure that David Crosby was dead then they weren't. So we ran into this problem a little while ago. We had this on the pod where right. um, Who
0: was it? When that, that, that time David Crosby yeah, is that, dead. Yeah,
1: that this right. Oh, no, he is, he is, but there was a lot of miscommunication just like there was with I was hoping you would remember. I didn't. I was gonna look back through the notes right before we started the pod, but then we had the technical difficulties that I got all wrapped up in. Just keep
0: talking. Yeah, like yeah. You know, so
1: so. Um, we had uh, there was a there was one uh, celebrity that you know all the news organizations, social media outlets, everything like that, said, "Hey, this person has died," but they weren't really dead. And then the following day, they died.
0: I'm trying to. I I know exactly who you're talking about.
1: So the problem is, is you know, as you keep thinking of who this person was, this was probably about a month ago, and the news organizations are in such a hurry to get the word out first. We said it Gallagher first. was it Gallagher. No, I don't think so. But, yeah. We were talking about Gallagher about a month ago, but and he did pass. Yeah, that's, but that's uh, I, I
0: don't. Know. And thus, that's why. I oh no no there. no
1: no no. Um. <laughs> Cause you said you're like, <laughs> you're like he's not dead yet. I thought <laughs> he would have been dead a long time ago. Right, well, anyway, we'll, we'll review the tapes in any event. So it's just this whole thing with the news, it, and it seems to be pretty uh, the, the like n- the new thing to do is just to to be the first outlet to get out you know the obituary of this celebrity who has ever passed away. But they keep they keep. Uh, you know, if someone seems reminds me of, uh, you know, the Holy Grail, bring out your dead! Yeah. <laughs> bring out your dead! I'm not quite dead. Oh, you'll be stead. You'll be down. You'll be stone dead in a moment. I'm feeling happy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So next in the news, that really wasn't a random question. I just had to bring that out there. I just thought it was funny. Robin Leonard, Las Vegas, Golden Knights goalie. Just filed for bankruptcies. $50 million in the hole. Really? $50 million. Now, a couple of those things. Uh, $4 million that he borrowed with his dad for a solar company, I believe it was. And then $1.2 million for exotic snakes that he keeps at a place. He's got a ranch or something, a farm in Missouri. That's well, a bad move, there. Yeah, the that's kind of a bad... Is a bad move. So this is another one of these. I thought
0: he fucking had, like a lot of mental issues. Robin Leonard had like a lot of, uh,
1: well, clearly if you keep borrowing money up to 50 million, apparently there's dozens of debtors that he, you know, that he owes money to. So it, another one of those, what's another athlete that comes to mind that just you are thinking like this guy's making, I think he had a $25 million contract was his last contract got a hip injury or something right now that he's kind of nursing but you'd you'd think somebody with that kind of cheddar would have a little more common sense or at least not get himself you know double in debt from his last contract and for a hockey player 20 20 i think it's a four-year 25 million dollar deal yeah that's pretty good isn't it yeah well not only for a hockey player it's good for anybody well i was gonna say yeah, yeah so Hockey's not up there with uh, the big three, though.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: So let me see here. What else do I have? All right. Yes. All right, we're gonna put Mike in the hot seat right, here. Let's go. Try to wake him up. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so at home drawing pictures of mountaintops with him on top, lemon yellow sun. Arms raised in a V and the dead lay in pools of maroon below. Uh 90s. Say it again. Okay. At home, drawing it's pictures. Pearl Jim. Okay, good. At home. If you want a tune, I can do it.
0: It's fucking Pearl Jim. I never ever know the fucking songs of, names of Pearl Jim
1: song at home. Drawing pictures. Of mountain tops, with him on top, lemon yellow sun, arms raised in a V, and the dead lay in pools of broom blow. Daddy didn't give affection. Who are they singing about? Jeremy. There you go. Uh, Touchdown. Uh, I knew. I was like, I know it's Pearl Jam,
0: but what in the fuck is the name of that fucking song? <laughs> Yeah, all right. Right. I'm all not right. going to give myself the full point, Dave. All right, because yeah. I'm I'm as I'm as hard as I'm, on myself as I am on you. Yeah. But as soon as you said, I said, "Oh, that's Pearl Jam." I know yep. I know it's Pearl Jam. So I'm giving myself some
1: credit. I knew absolutely. It was a Pearl Jam, you get at so, least three yeah. quarters. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll nah. we'll debate on. I I gave you the hint. You yeah, know who that, are they yeah, singing exactly, about? Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's you know. So and, and I'm just like when you you sang the song, like okay, I know that's Pearl Jam. That is Pearl Jam. All right. I like it. Well played. I love it. So. All right.
1: So. Oh, back to back. Damn. I thought I was going to get away with. You were going to be all wrapped up in my, are you paying attention, Mike? Nope. All right. All right. We
0: have a, I'm not going to go music this time. All right. I like my, I'm trying to get, you know, your, 52 I'm 55 so we're in the same age group so it's not like a, it's not like there's a 100 year age gap between us Correct TV trivia here okay Three's Company
1: Mhm All
0: right so first question and I'm going to give you I'll give you mega plus but no minuses First year when did it debut how many seasons did it run for in Ooh. The, and again, this one is just right. like I mean, if you say it's 2021 to 2022, well, then you're an idiot and you're not getting any points. But if if you get in the ballpark, this is kind of like the bases. So I got like five or six, Dave. How close do you know? Because right. you are familiar with three's company,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Talk to me. Jack and Chrissy and um oh, just all right, right on that. All right, sorry. That
0: that's part of another question.
1: <laughs> okay. Debut year? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say... 82?
0: Earlier than that. Okay.
1: 78. All right. It's
0: 1977. Okay. How many seasons did it run? Hmm. Five. Eight. All right. So so now we're on the same page. And those... You, you know, you got right. a...
1: Those a boy. real questions. Pat on the back.
0: All right. Second question. Give me as many characters as you can name. And J- again, <sighs> well, the way I do these questions, I think of them in my head, I write them down, and then I fact check. Because, like, if I didn't know any of the characters of Three's Company, this wouldn't be a stump day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like,
1: like, well, so, Jack, I yep. Chrissy. Jack, that's two. Is it Mr. Farley? No. God, what's the other third? I'm drawing. A, I'm brain farting on Jack, Chrissy, Janet. Well, number
0: three. There, number one. There's there is more than three. And number two. Well, no, no, I understand. Is Mr. I, well, Farley. three's company. Is there Mr. is a Mr. Farley. There is. So is. I'm going to give you. that. I, whoa, whoa hey! That's the first noise we've drawn off the speaker. There is a Mr. Farley, so I'm going to give you that. Who did he, who played Mr. Farley? Um. Jesus No, um, the- <laughs> um oh. it's um
1: I keep wanting it's not Don Rickles but that's not it's um it's don, he was he was it's don. don he was the sheriff in what do you do yeah. to your tennis shoes
0: when you tie them you tie them in Don knots. thank there you
1: all
0: right uh, but Mr Farley is one
1: yeah Mr Farley so you've got you've you, got you, Jack and Chrissy and Janet.
0: Okay, Janet's the one you, you did not mention. So you got Jack, Janet, Chrissy.
1: Mr. Farley. Mr.
0: Farley. Mr. Farley's almost like a bonus. I mean, that really is a bonus question.
1: And then Mr. Farley. I think right there I'm going to draw a blank. Right. I really have to. It would, it, the pod would go too long. Right, so who, to... is,
0: who is Jack's friend? This is his first name.
1: I'm going to draw a blank.
0: All right, and where did they hang out? What was the the place of, what was the, it's a bar, bar nightclub. What was the name of the bar nightclub that Jack, Chrissy Janet, and Jack's friend blank hung out at?
1: The Blue Oyster Bar.
0: No, And (laughs) finally, what was the ruse, the ruse that you... Oh, that
1: Jack was gay, so he could live okay, with the girls. No, yeah. yeah, that's all why right. I said the Blue all Oyster right. Bar. All
0: right, so <laughs> now you know that. Yeah. So who, who knew? All right, so Jack lived with Chrissy and Janet, and he played gay to live at the apartment. Who was he? Who were they trying to deceive?
1: Mister Farley.
0: No. Well, that was. After the fact, the original factor was Mister and Mrs.
1: Roper. Roper. Now the Ropers. I thought that yeah. was a different show. No, I was gonna the, say. Well, I'm... that was that was a
0: spinoff.
1: Did they do a spinoff? Yes, the
0: Ropers, but it was but uh, and I and I will admit to the listeners, no shame in my game. I only knew the Ropers, and I had when I googled my research to stump Dave. It's Stanley and Helen. Stanley is Norman Fell. Helen yeah. is whoever played Helen. Right. And they were. And Helen knew that Jack wasn't gay, but Stanley didn't. So okay, all right. So, but where did they hang on at? The bar. Yes, but what was the bar called? <sighs> it, it it rhymes, and the second word is a breed of dog.
1: Um. Retrievers, um, um, she- shepherd, retriever, Four. beagle, the beagle, steagle almost. That's the, the beagle's the second leg, the, the uh, the regal beagle. Boom, got it. Boom. Wow, did, <laughs> nice. I mean, I got a lot of cool, I got a lot of help. You, you yeah, you, but you nudged me too. Yeah, to actually
0: it. knew more. Wow, which what, was surprising. I stumped you on, in my opinion, less obvious shit than. I thought three's company was a little bit of a deep dive. Now, who'd you spank to, Janet or
1: Chrissy? <laughs> That's no, I'm not as forthcoming with my. Oh, my! I was
0: Janet all the
1: way, buddy. It. It's like
0: woohoo! Chrissy didn't do did, it. Did, it's like, hey, you're a dummy. step <laughs> you know in my spank fest, it was like, hey, look what you step aside and you watch Janet and I do our thing. Oh, God. So. You really oh never had God. any preference to either one of them? <laughs> no, I'm just saying I'm Oh, not. Joyce DeWitt is fucking <laughs> one of my all-time elementary
1: yeah. worship
0: okay. rip fests.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks for sharing, Mike. You we bet. always we hey, always man. enjoy that. That's what I'm here for, buddy.
0: <laughs> hey, Brett heart kicked the field goal. Go figure.
1: Yeah. All right. I think is that... Uh... Uh oh. Seriously? All
0: right. I don't know if you have one, Dave. I do not. All right. But I do. And it's, uh, hey, we're professional prop podcasters. I adapted on the fly. Agreed. This was going to be covered in our. What did you watch segment? Because I thought for sure the Bills were going to beat the Bengals. And in my fuck you segment, I would include the NFL on that. Yep. You know, why is the NFL? Why why wasn't it? Yes, we remember. Yeah, as we've talked. But because the Bengals won, kudos to them. I think on the fly, Dave. Okay. I'm like, okay, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Here's my fuck you. All right, my fuck you, and I'm going to take heat from all three of our listeners about being a pussy, about being, oh, you're a big, bad, tough guy. Oh, what a pussy. You're a fucking pussy. And I'm good with that. I'm comfortable with that because my fuck you is to Dana White and TBS for bringing us, power slap
1: oh i thought you were all into that oh
0: no no i i said i wanted to see what it was about
1: okay i
0: saw what it was about and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you i recorded it after AEW dynamite on wednesday night i made it through maybe like 18 minutes and hey listeners know i mean we're at episode 162 there ain't much that bothers me but this power slap shit fucking offended me oh really oh it's absolutely fucking ridiculous (laughs) okay it's like it's how i mean and yeah i'm not even fucking putting down the people that are in it because like hey i'm sure they could all fucking grab me by the fucking ears rip my fucking head off my neck skull fuck me and piss (laughs) on me to prevent me from bursting into flames whatever but it's like
1: is that, this, is that one of those things when you start ranting? Like it just, yeah. just makes no <laughs> yeah. sense. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, well, I, see I what mean, you're this saying.
0: fucking thing, and then they show it in slow motion replay from angle after angle after angle. it's like, hey, yes, you're right. I'm the guy that loves a good hockey fight. I'll watch UFC. But in those fucking events, every, each, combatant has the opportunity to protect themselves you know it's like you know if me and you are boxing it's up to you to fucking get your fucking hands up and prevent me from fucking you right in the fucking face and knocking your ass out this fucking power slot you stand there and i mean these guys obviously you know and you just stand there and the fuck basically the rule is If you can get up within 30 seconds, you're not out and you get to struck the other guy. But it's like, for fuck's sakes, if you don't go first, you're liable to get fucking knocked out. And I I made it 20 minutes into this thing and it's like, this is fucking absolutely barbaric. Yeah, it's an open hand slap. Okay, I get it. It's not like, you know. Somebody fucking close fist just fucking pummeling down, beating your skull to a fucking mushy pit of shit. But you're, you literally have no, you, you literally are like, hey, okay, Dave, stand there. And, and then, and then the, the ref puts my hand and, you know, we line it up, and I give a couple wh- – and I'm just fucking come full for – and, yeah, I, I suppose there is some skill because I, I'm sure I, you could hit my fucking face harder than I can hit your fucking face, whatever. But it's just like – and this is a fucking television event, and yet they bleep out somebody fucking giving the bird to somebody on regular TV. It's – the my fuck you is the, the whole program – and yeah, you know, some macho, tough guys, oh, oh, you're a pussy. You're a pussy. Why don't you? It It's stupid. I mean, you literally sit there and if you don't go first, you, you may not have a fucking chance to win if the fucking guy hits you hard enough. And it's like, and then if you sit there. And like I say, in Dana White, he's all proud of it, especially like in as a Jim Cornette says, what makes it even more ironic is like a week or two before it debuted, like I said last week, he was caught on the casino footage of him and his wife slapping one another. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. It's like, I mean, you literally just stand there. There's no defense. Right. I mean, you right. stand there waiting for your if concussion. I fucking, if I fucking hit you hard enough and you can't get up. I mean, so, I mean, it legit straight up legit is a who goes first. Right. When, because, and it's, 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 I just don't see, but I guess that, I mean, is, is that a like, what do I say? How do I say this? Is that like a, comment um yeah mankind as a whole it's like well, well I mean, here, they that was even they don't even
1: my, you know, it's just yeah, so my, that's yes
0: my fuck you though. yes it's my, like, my only comment fucking thing.
1: my only comment to that was going to be if this show if this takes off this sport takes off then yeah that's going to be a testament to where we are going as a society so yeah and then we can all just you know get down into the into the crash position put our heads between our legs and kiss our ass goodbye
0: and 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 that's what makes it really weird for me because I'm like a violent person I love a hockey fight two guys up yeah. oh yeah but the purpose of a hockey fight is I'm trying to prevent you from striking me while I try to strike you and knock your fucking ass out. A boxing match, same way UFC is like, uh, I'm going to try to get in a fucking hole where I can spin in and yeah. fucking try to, and well, try to break your arm off and you're going to cement. Yeah. This is two people standing there and the first fucking <laughs> person up just fucking tease off and fucking. Yeah. Right. And then they show the slow motion and they're and every fucking bone and flesh and muscle in her face is going every which way in the world and you can just see them go limp and fall down it's like this is the most idiotic fucking competitive (laughs) sport in quotation that i've ever seen in my fucking life in even people who love violence this is just dumb it's like you're not even yeah, it's yeah. just, it's frustrating because yeah. that's my, you know.
1: That's your, that's your uh, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's just, it's crazy because it, have you, did you see it or no? no? Oh, I mean, it, it's literally, yeah. <laughs> it, with a hand slap, yes. it's literally yes. barbaric yes. because it's like you are, it, it's, it's unbelievably the most, and I don't think it's that big of a fucking purse for the person to win it to win it. It's like, are you fucking kidding? And I know there are people gonna, you know, that listen to this podcast. Oh, I didn't know you were such a pussy. And I guess you know what? I guess I'm a pussy then, because that is the dumbest fucking thing I have ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, I, I would, I, I'll have to watch it. I'll let you know, but I'm probably gonna agree with you. It's just getting to the knockout faster than a boxing match or a hockey or a hockey game or an MMA. Even,
0: and it's not even the point getting to it faster. It's like, you know what? At least the person, you know, yeah. me and you go to boxing, you have the opportunity to block. And if you don't block me, fuck you. You're a dummy. I knocked you out. And the slap fest, you just stand there and take it like an idiot. You <laughs> there get, you go. All right. <laughs> and then... and. I mean, and they are car crash worthy, like, holy fuck. I mean, these are fucking legit fucking shots. I mean, it's not like just little, yeah. you, know, you know, you know how you and Shelly slap each other in the bedroom. I mean, these are fucking full-fledged fucking slaps, bro. Right. By, by some, you know, and I'm, sure, and I'm sure the people in them are badasses, whatever. I, you know, who cares? You kick my ass. You know, right. I'm 55 years old. I don't give a, you know, I, I'm not the ultimate fighter. I don't really give a fuck if you can beat my ass. But it's like, you know, oh, it, but yeah, watch it. And it, it's fucking cringe. You would rather sit and watch somebody die in a car crash than this fucking stupidity. <laughs> of power slap where somebody just stand there and then, and then you see their head just get jerked and shimmy shake every which direction for four seconds. And then it just like collapse limp on the ground. It's just, it's, it's almost like the the gladiators of old. But at least the gladiators could defend themselves. That you're right. just—you are literally standing there. Saying, I'm a fucking moron. Hit me. <laughs> <and> I'm <I'll>... out. <laughs> Fuck if you lose a coin toss, you fucking lost. If I lost the coin toss, I'd say, okay, I quit. <laughs> but yeah, it, but yet this is yeah. what people pay to see. So yeah, anyway, yeah. whatever.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. All right, uh, we ready to rate this? Or you got one more? No,
0: I think so. I think we're ready to rate
1: this, David. All right. So we're going to rate Eugene.
0: Nope. And Eugene.
1: From Revolution Brewing in Chicago.
0: I'm going 388 because it was essentially the same beer as Bad Elmer's, but better. So if I rated Bad Elmer's 353, I got to go higher than that. And I'm going to go 388.
1: I had the same philosophy you did. Uh, I didn't like it that much better, but I went 3.65. A little bit more flavor, a little heartier, a little more stick to your ribs.
0: All right. Well, 45.5 thousand check-ins. So the biggest of the night in terms of check-ins, again, right smack dab in the middle of us. You went 365, I went 388. The 45.5 thousand people on tapped went 3.78. So, but yeah. yeah. Josh, thank you very much for your donations. And as I look down on the bottom of my glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, You ain't got to go home but you got to get the heck up out of here.